This is Generation Justice. I'm Quetzpalin Mashika. And I'm Erwin Rivera. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement to train youth to harness the power of media for social change. Since 2009, a coalition of local organizations led by the New Mexico Forum for Youth and Community have come together to plan the Organizing Youth Engagement Conference, or OYE. So as youth of color, we demand a change in curriculum and teaching. We demand that the realities of history, both negative and positive, are taught. OYE has become our state's largest grassroots youth leadership conference, with hundreds of youth from all over New Mexico coming together for workshops, trainings, and policy sessions. Tonight, we take you to the 2015 OYE conference. Stay tuned as we hear from youth about positive changes they want to create in Mexico. As we start, we bring poetry performed at OYE. Here is Mercedes Holtree with Children Poem. I hand them popsicle sticks, string, and glue, and tell them, make something of it. Their smallish brains occupied for about a good 30 minutes. Generating methods for creation, they hand me these funky, crafted, spiderweb thingamabobs and answer the question before I can ask it. They're dream catchers, Miss Mercedes. I smile at their pride. How much joy they get knowing they created something out of nothing, you see. These kids, these inner city kids do this often, create something out of nothing. They're used to getting secondhand and then being told to be thankful for it, to salvage everything, to make it work. Unlike kids in Paradise Hills, Taylor Ranch, and Rio Rancho, we know nothing of brand new. I wake up every morning to come work in an icebox. The gym heater broken leaves them bundled in big jackets, our basketballs flat. Games from Goodwill fill the old recycled shelves donated years ago. They fight over a deck of cards, missing two jacks and a deuce. Press the marker to the paper to get the last bit of colored search for at least one colored pencil and a bucket full of broken ones because our pencil sharpener is broken, our ball pump broken, our chairs broken, our books broken, their spirits are not yet broken my heart breaks for them sometimes i tell them finish your homework so you can get a job so you can go to college so you don't end up a scummy bummy hobo and as they giggle at my attempts to be funny a fifth grader amelia raises her hand for the first time and says miss mercedes i've been homeless before it's like really not that fun speechless and stupid i apologize I apologize for being ignorant to the fact that some of these kids know struggle better than their ABCs. Out of the 36 that attend, five are raised by grandparents, 15 are raised by single mothers, 18 are here on welfare contracts, two are foster kids, and all of them know what it means to make something of it because it's what they will have to do for the rest of their lives. They are brilliant in this way. They are thankful for seconds of snack, angry when they fist fight, embarrassed because they can't read very well, frustrated when I tell them to finish their homework angry when I tell them to try harder as if they are not trying hard enough but happy when they finally break through to success I did it Miss Mercedes I did it I did it I did it I tell them I told you so see what happens when you're not a quitter when you don't give up never give in never give in to your environment if your environment tells you you can only be its product don't give in to poverty to a system that gives you nothing build something keep making dream catches that 
a popsicle sticks let dreams be the foundation for built realities keep building and keep moving and keep rising and remember your capability for making something out of nothing is going to take you far in life so make something of it this year's OES conference theme was Roots, realizing our own talents and strengths. Over 400 youth came together to learn, teach, and build a better New Mexico. At OYE, youth learned about critical New Mexico issues and came up with their own solutions to these problems. One of the most talked about issues was education. Youth discussed how to leverage our personal talents and strengths to create change in our education system. Here now are Felix Rodriguez and Zamari Spillman. They share their thoughts on affordable schools and standardized testing. My name is Felix Rodriguez. I go to Roswell High School. I'm a member of the Southeast End LASE. Today, I'll be presenting on higher education of lack of financial aid and scholarships. I have noticed that it is becoming extremely difficult to attend a college or university due to lack of funds. Coming from a low-income family, I find it extremely difficult to imagine myself in college without a debt. And even if my parents could pay, I have two sisters that would also have to go to college. My parents would not be able to afford that. Each year, tuition is getting more expensive, and it's getting more difficult for people to go to college. There are too many obstacles to go to college. We need the community, legislators, New Mexico public education, and especially you, the people of New Mexico. We, the youth of New Mexico, are today's generation for change. We came together to create solutions for the lack of financial aid and scholarship. We think it would be great to have the colleges give students free classes for working or volunteering on the campus. We also would like to see the same amount of full-ride scholarships given to students as to student athletes. For example, if you have 300 scholarships for athletes, we should have at least 300 more for students as well. Our third solution, we would like to also see high schools include dual credit curriculum also offered at high schools because of transportation barriers and have access to dual credit classes for students to have college credit when they graduate high school. I know that change does not happen with the blink of an eye. I hope that everyone in this room realizes that unless something changes, myself and other New Mexicans won't be able to get a higher education. Thank you. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Zamari Spoman. My pronoun would be she or her. I'm from Clovis, New Mexico. I'm with the Zenith Group. I'm in ninth grade in the Clovis, New Mexico, which would be the Freshman Academy. And today I'm discussing the issues and solutions of the park and standard testing. Okay. The issue of park and standard testing, are they cause stress for the students who are taking it. The companies are making money off a test that we don't need. The students nor the teachers get feedback on what or how they did on the tests. Our solutions for that would be we could help to make change of the park and standardized testings because we came up with three solutions as a state. We could drop park tests because we still have other tests. Second, we, we could have an event where students, teachers, legislators, New Mexico Public Education Department are able to hear students from about how park testing does not help students and takes away from students' learning. Last, we should prepare students for other tests given to students. Also, give access to tutoring lessons to help prepare students. 
We want all all elective officials that work on or with education to make these changes because the money could benefit our students' educations. Thank you. Yes, Felix, I agree that there should be more scholarships, that they should at least give the same amount to students as they give to student-athletes. As a high school student, I'm directly affected by standardized testing. Thank you, Zamari, for standing up for student rights and taking a stand against testing that does not benefit teachers or students. Thank you, Felix and Zamari, for standing up for our students and young people. Another important topic affecting young people is teen suicide. Here to talk about it is Jasmine Vigil. My name is Jasmine Vigil, and I'm from the Española Valley. I am currently a senior at Española Valley High School, as well as an active member in my community. I'm a Youth Alliance member, an Enlasa member, and as well as the Commissioner of Spirit for the National Youth Advisory Board for Love is Respect. Having experienced friends and peers taking their own lives, I would like to say I believe everyone is worth their value. Today I'm going to touch base on a topic that is highly avoided, teen suicide. Many adults, along with adolescents, cannot begin to understand the cause of suicide. Discussing this topic with many youth, we have come to the conclusion that suicide is often caused from social taboo, a lack of expression, social expectations, along with the feeling alone and the result of having no one to turn to. According to the New Mexico Department of Health, in 2013, the youth suicide rate in New Mexico was 75.3% higher than the United States rate. New Mexico has been ranked among the top 10 states of youth suicide since 1995, and we are currently ranked in sixth place. As youth, we believe that no one should die by suicide. In order to further prevent this issue, we have developed three main solutions. First, we need to create, as well as promote, accessible health for young people. We would like to create social and community events that develop support for young people. These events will be a positive movement that will provide information on preventing suicide. Secondly, we would like to improve our current resources on suicide prevention. Current suicide hotline is outdated. When calling in, the youth are put on a waiting list to speak with someone for help. The waiting time could be the difference between their life and their death. The last solution developed by the youth is creating a school-based curriculum on the censorship of suicide. We believe suicide is often avoided by many, inferring it should not be talked about. This is wrong. We need to talk about this. Creating a school-based curriculum could highly decrease the suicide rate, along with providing support for the youth from the school board, their teachers, and their peers. Closing my argument, I now look to you, our legislators, our judges, and our policymakers, to support our youth in this movement, to further look into this issue of teen suicide and fund the solutions we have developed. Thank you for your time. Listening to Jasmine, I learned that suicide is ranked as the second leading cause of death for youth in New Mexico. Teen suicide is a major problem affecting youth and communities worldwide. I'd like to thank Jasmine for bringing up this taboo subject and taking a stand against teen suicide. Thank you again, Jasmine. Now here's a song by the Beatles, Hey Jude. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better Hey Jude Don't be afraid 
Over the past couple of years, police brutality has received more and more media attention nationwide. But we know that communities of color have been dealing with police brutality for a very long time. In fact, youth at the OIA conference recognized it as one of the top issues affecting their lives. For more on how police brutality impacts youth and some possible solutions, here are Taylon Reed and Fernando Barrios. Hello everybody, my name is Fernando. I'm a member of New Mexico Youth Alliance and police brutality also affects racial equity by making this a series of mass incarceration for us minorities. I'm here to inform everybody, not only policymakers, because it doesn't only apply to policymakers, it applies to every single one of us. And it's just a very big problem that not much of us see today. So in my eyes, police brutality has occurred in so many incidents, it's ridiculous. I think that we should overlook our entire constitution due to the fact that our very own founding fathers owned slaves themselves. So although we act like we don't see these problems, it's more of a structural problem. Like we can't even get jobs half the time because we're black or we're Mexican or we just got out of jail. So if you make it to where, if we just get out of jail and we can't get a job, we go back to prison, you make it a cycle for us so that none of us can really prosper. I just ask that we just look over our entire constitution and just, even if we just have to change New Mexico laws, it'd be helpful. Thanks. Hello, my name is Taylor Reed. My PGPs are she, her, hers. I am a rising senior and I currently attend Amy Beale Charter High School. I'm here representing Young Women United Circle of Strength. So today I'm going to be talking about economic equity, which I just learned about in the last two days, and its connection to police brutality. And I'd like you to keep in mind, though it's economics, that doesn't mean it's isolated from our moral obligation to the citizens. Police brutality causes we identified in my group were the hierarchy. The setup of the police isolates them from us when it really should be us. The main cause we find of this is lack of education. The people don't know their rights, and we do not know the protocol of police. So when we're in contact with them, it becomes a very high stress area, and the police are not educated in the way of crisis interventions and how to de-escalate these traumatic situations before they get to that point of violence. <laughs> Secondly, we identified the school to prison pipeline. There's an industry of prisons. We are making money, a profit off of putting people of color in jail. It's $333 for juvenile court correction facilities and it's $33 for juvenile alternative justice places. Now the difference is restorative versus retributive justice, and we all have our own views on that. But the school pipeline in low income areas is rising, and it's not fair for us to be forcing in quotas. There are seven private prisons, for example, and if they do not reach their quota of filling beds with criminals, we pay. We pay tax dollars to these private companies. That's not fair, and that doesn't make sense economically and morally. We don't need to fill these beds. That's the idea. They're supposed to be empty. So moving on to the solutions. 
In order to fix this lack, I believe that police should be trained in uh, social work, a semester class at CNM on how to deal with crisis interventions in traumatic situations. And by doing this, we can begin to integrate non-lethal weapon use into the police force. We are not a military. The police department is not the military. We believe it should be common knowledge, the protocol of the police. The people should know they're going to pull you over if they see your taillights out, or this is going to happen and don't expect otherwise. And if you experience otherwise, well, you have these rights. The second solution is to shift to restorative justice. We've seen that it's worked, and we've seen that it's hard to complete, but there's no reason we can't. We have time, and we have the means. And if, if we get the police involved in the community, which is our third solution, requiring service, the kind of service that's face-to-face, -face, that's two in one, two birds with one stone. So, I'm asking you to consider the power of bringing economics and moral obligation together. Because resources matter, but what matters more is the society that uses them to help people, that uses them to give people what they need. And what we need is justice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Taylor and Fernando, for sharing about police brutality and racism in the system. I agree with you, Fernando, that there are times when after incarceration, it is hard to get a job and that negative cycle starts again. Police brutality is a crime and officers who commit police brutality should be treated as criminals. Thank you again, Taylan, for addressing our racially biased judicial system. Here is Snow Patrol with Chasing Cars. We'll do Recently at Generation Justice, we ran a campaign called GJ Cultural Strong. This campaign, which featured the voices of over 45 New Mexicans, was all about the importance of learning about our cultures and defending ethnic studies in our school. One of the big issues at OYE was having more school curriculum that is culturally accurate. For more on this, here are Yuri Loera, Andrew Germain, Mohamed Sadiq, and Antonio Maestas. My name is Sadiq Mohamed. I'm 15 years old. And um, I represent the Gun Access and Suicide Prevention Coalition along with the New Mexico Youth Alliance. I'm here to speak about cultural appropriation because I am disappointed in the fact that cultural elements and aspects have been taken and exploited by business and organizations and logos and insignias, but are, yeah, are still shunning the same cultural aspects they have used. I'm going to give you guys a definition of cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation is that Adoption of elements of one culture by members of a different cultural group, especially if adoption is of an oppressed people's cultural elements by members of the dominant culture, is a form of oppression and not appreciation. So here's some solutions to the cultural appropriation. First is educational reform. This basically means like what they were saying, implementing ethnic cultural aspects into the curriculum, learning more about many more cultures so we could have a better understanding to appreciate them more. Uh, secondly, we have cultural equity and a proficiency training. Uh, that basically means that there's trainings 
allowing people to come in and learn about cultural appropriation and how to fight against that. Lastly, we have government regulations that does not allow exploiting cultural aspects as logos, symbols, etc., for business and organizations. So yeah, that's basically it. I'm asking the legislators, I'm asking everybody and the lawmakers to definitely look into this because it's important and it's insulting to, uh, to many cultures, to many people, and it needs to be changed. Thank you. I'll be talking about the fact that uh, U.S. history curriculum today and books are exclusive of the contributions that people of color have had in this country. It is not offering them as electives. It is not distinguishing them. It's including them in American history because we are American history. We listed three solutions to addressing uh, exclusive, glossed over U.S. history, books and curriculum in APS. And our first solution was to change the entire curriculum of U.S. history and teach real U.S. history. It was personally difficult for me to find an identity and to recognize the importance that people like myself, Mexicans or immigrants have had in this country. And it was not until educating myself on my own time exploring the internet and until attending university that I recognize that Chicanos have a major part in history. The second solution is to establish at schools parent support meetings or advocacy groups or organizations because I think that it and we believed that it's important to not just include staff and faculty at schools but educate and empower our communities in the importance as well. Our third and final, and final solution is to establish faculty diversity trainings in schools so that teachers aren't just handed a new curriculum, but also trained into how to teach them with cultural sensitivity. And I ask you as legislators or as people, as policymakers, as our guests, to consider our solutions, to acknowledge, to recognize, and to justly appreciate the contributions of people of color in your history. Thank you very much. My name is Antonio Maestas. I am 18 years old. I am a sophomore at Earlham College. I'm pursuing a physics and math double major. Earlham is located in Richmond, Indiana, so it's far away from here. And that was one of my biggest learning experiences, mainly because I came to realize that their perception of history was different from mine. And it bothered me. It really did bother me. So I got to thinking and realized that the cause of this problem stems from the way history is being taught in our schools. History books and curriculum is structured to trivialize the experiences of people of color. Why would they trivialize our experiences? This is the oppression we have faced in our past. This is the oppression these people in this room, the youth, adults, have faced now and ancestors in the past. So as youth of color, we demand a change in curriculum and teaching. We demand that the realities of history, both negative and positive, are taught. But also we want to demand that the beauties of each of our cultures are also explored. Each and every one of your cultures in this room brings something beautiful to this country. And we must know about it. We must learn about it. It must be taught. So to youth, we need to organize together, and we need to bring more awareness of this in our communities. We call upon you, we call upon the legislators to push at school board meetings, to push legislation to change this curriculum and to learn more about actual history. Thank you.
Thank you, Andrew and Mohammed, for sharing your cultural history. Having pride in who you are and where you come from and the language you speak is very important to every single one of us. It is important for students to learn history that has not been whitewashed. Learning all views of history helps students have a better understanding of what the world was once like. Changing history for the sake of white guilt should be stopped. Thank you again, Yuri, for your powerful words. Here's the award-winning poet, Kalin Bensuni with Blackskin. I'm from the lower middle class. Aztec and thanks some ancient blood pumped to pass. I am fast to fight for revolution, although I come from the solution. See, the problem, of course, is our own in the zone breaks like those once dubbed half-witted. Rather, I am gifted, a beautiful being beaming with self-diligence. See, brilliance never came easy, breezy, the beautiful, they'll cover their eyes. They can't stand to see my downfall. Recall of progress, ways for me to process information as if success was instilled at birth. I am from the Second Chance clan. The fresh from the pinta with a new outlook on life clan. The my dad dropped out of high school, but he didn't drop out on life clan. I'm black, fountainhead of the four elements of hip hop. When the beat drops, I find wave meters to let my words hit your soul. I am brown, I bring hands of extremity backbone, build homes for ninos and mujeres. Me, outcasted time and time again from third grade recess, the senior social groups in high school. They said all the reservations are reserved for the best. Forget the rest because inside of my caramel cocoa cappuccino colored chess, music and wordplay illustrated the breaking of chains. But I'll ask you to rotate your heart, expand your brain. I am mentally individual. I am a blacksican. An Afro-Mexican, I mix collard greens with refried beans, buckets of chicken with gallons of horchata, and for my birthday, I had a watermelon piñata. <laughs> filled with packets of Kool-Aid. <laughs> I go to cookouts in quinceañeras only to come home and watch reruns of Roots and novellas on late night TV. But there are those that say no. There are those that will tell me that I'm the worst of two worlds, the nigger with the wet back. But to those people, I say I'm not the worst of two worlds. I'm the best of one. <laughs> Thank you. There's always some incredible events happening around town. Get your pens and papers out. Here's Christina Rodriguez and Yusuf Armour with some of those events. Thank you, Quetz and Edwin. It's time for a community calendar. My name is Christina Rodriguez, and I'm your calendar co-host for tonight's show. And my name is Yusuf Armour, and I'll be your calendar co-host for tonight's show as well. Hey, Yusuf, what's your favorite color? Pink. Of course, pink. Who doesn't like pink? Me too. Pink is awesome. And you know, it actually has a lot of meaning behind it. How does it have a lot of meaning, Christina? Well, it can symbolize support of Planned Parenthood, reproductive justice, and the feminist movement in our nation. You must be talking about the pink rally at UNM campus on Tuesday the 29th, put on by the UNM Student Alliance for Reproductive Justice. That's exactly right, Yusef. Recently, lawmakers have moved to restrict access to basic health care and to cut funding for Planned Parenthood. And at this rally, it's in solidarity with Planned Parenthood and women's health. And did you know that the pink rally is part of our national pink out day? I did. So if you'd like to support, wear pink to this week's rally. It's at UNM main campus, just south of the Student Union building, at Tuesday this noon. For more information, please visit UNM Student Alliance for Reproductive Justice Facebook.
you know, people can also show support just by posting a selfie. Yeah, you just you just make sure to use hashtag pinkout and hashtag stand with PP. Everybody loves a good selfie. That's right, Yusef. Hey, do you know what an activist is? Of course I do, Christina. An activist is a leader who helps stand up for social justice around their community. Well, there's an activist camp happening this Friday, October 2nd through October 4th by the New Mexico Gay-Straight Alliance Network. That sounds like fun, but what will they be doing? The camp will include topics about intersections of oppression, how to be an ally, and how to be a stronger activist and leader. It's at their headquarters located in Tezuque, New Mexico. This is an event for youth 13 through 24. For more information, contact facebook.com slash nmgsan. The first day of fall was last week, and I can't wait because that means one of my favorite fall activities is coming up, corn mazes. I like corn mazes too. There's a celebrating um, pollinators maze maze coming up Saturday, October 3rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That sounds amazing. Where is it going to be? 1701 Montano Road. By doing this event, it will help... It will help support educational programs at the farm and celebrate all pollinators. For more information, you can visit riograndefarm.org. And another way to get your hands dirty is... Bosque Fun and Education Day at Pachichi Open Space. There will be a kid-friendly event starting at 1.45 p.m. where you can learn all about the plants of the bosque. At 3 p.m., there will be botanic drawing. And at 4 p.m., you can learn about raptors. This the event is put on by by the Yerba Mansa project. Remember, it's this Saturday coming up for a plant walk, for some drawing, raptors, and much more. Wow, there's a lot of cool things to do around for to around here for kids. I agree, Yusef. And there's an awesome opportunity for youth coming up. The the youth the youth alliance is now recruiting. The New Mexico Youth Alliance is looking for youth ages 14 through 24. It's a statewide council that gets youth involved in decision-making. The program itself has workshops, trainings, trips to the legislature, meetings with local representatives, as well as meeting young people from around the state. If you want to get involved in the program, please contact Adrian Carver at 505-821-3574, extension 110. The New Mexico Youth Alliance is a great program for a lot of youth across the state, and I'm glad that there's programs like this for young people like me. And like me. We have so much in common, Yusef. Do you also like the cultural arts like I do? Of course. Who doesn't? We do have a lot of things in common. I know. Well, there's an event coming up really soon. Are you talking about the Don Quixote event on October 1st? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to mention. It's going to be held at the Albuquerque Journal Theater at the National Hispanic Cultural Center, and it starts at 6.30 p.m. Do you know the Sardia Foundation? and the UNM Indian Student Association both partnered to present this play? Yeah, it's a play adaptation of Miguel de Cervantes' classic novel, Don Quixote. But this version comes from India, and it merges the two cultures together. I'm so excited for this unique event. Same here. I can't wait to see all of the beautiful and colorful outfits that they'll be wearing. And I can't wait for the whole cultural experience. Remember, it's October 1st at 6.30 p.m. And that's uh, and that's the end of our com- community calendar. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Yusuf Amr. And I'm Christina Rodriguez. Now back to our hosts, Edwin and Quetz.
Thank you, Christina and Yusuf. Now let's listen to another great song. Here is Bad Sons with Cardiac Arrest. have reached the end of our show. We would like to thank everyone who made this show possible. Thank you to all the youth leaders at OAF for speaking up about the issues that are affecting our communities. Thank you to the New Mexico Forum for Youth and Community and its Youth Alliance for hosting OIE. We'd also like to extend our appreciation to the OIE Planning Committee that included Mothers Against Drunk Driving, UNM Men of Color Alliance, Native Health Initiative, New Mexico DOH Office of School Adolescent Health, Public Allies New Mexico, Grow the Future, and Lassie. New Mexico DOH South Valley Male Involvement Project, SWAP, Youth Employment Summer Institute. Building Futures and Foundations, New Mexico Child Advocacy Network, and UNM Community Engagement Center. Our calendar hosts this evening were Christina Rodriguez and Yusuf Amur. Production assistance came from George Luna Peña, Tamara Colaque, Josh Horton, Melissa Harris, and Roberta Rael. And lastly, but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth members here at Generation Justice. We cannot do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Our podcasts are now available on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. We are also active on social media, so like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, and of course all of you who contribute to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I'm Erwin Rivera. And I'm Quetzpalin Mexica. Next up is Spoken Word, so stay tuned. And join us again next Sunday at 7 o'clock. We leave you tonight with some more music. Here is a song that was written especially for Oye by Running With Arrows. Enjoy! Moist, roots, and miracle flexes of the generations hard to break. And this is what we face. Seeds waking up the battlefield that we're planted on. Keen hearts of brave souls will never be erased. Realizing our own talents and strengths. Thanks to everyone with the big smiles and swiftly words that they had to say. We are all equal in our own ways. We are the new generation. Youth rising up, we're connecting to our roots. Fighting for our earth with our drums and our flutes.